Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and boy, do we have a lot of news to go over. The Tennessee Titans made a key hire on the offensive side of the coaching staff, and I'll tell you who was hired and why it's very similar to what the Titans did with Jim Schwartz on the defensive side of the ball prior to last season. Speaking of Jim Schwartz, there was a chance that he would go be the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. That's not going to happen, but that does not mean that the Titans will keep Jim Schwartz around. And then finally, the Tennessee Titans had four players playing in the Pro Bowl on Sunday, and Titans coach Mike Vrabel coached the AFC team. I'll give you guys a recap of everything that took place with those Tennessee Titans. So all of that and more on a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans hiring Tim Kelly to kick off today's show. Before we get into that, do want to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Also, I have to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel if you want to catch the podcast on video. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell and throw the thumbs up like button if you are watching on YouTube Right now, you can check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter for my film breakdowns and check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But with the housekeeping out of the way, glad to be back for another big time week of the Locked on Titans podcast. And I know I said that normally we would do mock draft Mondays, but too much Tennessee Titans news to ignore for Tuesday. So we're going to dive into that now over the weekend. The Tennessee Titans hired Tim Kelly. It's a name that I have been begging for since even before the season ended. I said during the season that the Titans, no matter what happens in the playoffs, should fire Todd Downing and hire Tim Kelly as the offensive coordinator. So who the heck is Tim Kelly? Well, I will answer that for you guys. Tim Kelly has been the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans for the last three to four years. At the end of Bill O'Brien's tenure, he gave up play-calling duties to Tim Kelly. He is considered an exceptional passing coordinator. The guy gets the most out of the passing game. And we look at Deshaun Watson and what he's been able to do. Tim Kelly has led some of the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL during his time in Houston. Obviously, there's been ups and downs in Houston with the roster quality, with the coaching, but Tim Kelly has produced solid play on the offensive side of the ball whenever he is given uh, good ingredients. He can create a good recipe, and I know that the Texans weren't incredible this last year, but what's the biggest bright spot coming out of Houston right now? 
Davis Mills and his performance at the end of the season. And who is calling these plays? And who is coordinating the passing game while Davis Mills looks so good? Tim Kelly and the back half of that last game of the regular season for the Titans against the Texans when the Texans were carving up the Titans defense. Who do you think was calling those plays? Tim Kelly. And here's another wrinkle as well. So, Mike Vrabel, last offseason when the offensive coordinator position was vacated by Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel tried to interview Tim Kelly for that position. But because it was a lateral move, he was the offensive coordinator of the Texans. So, to interview to be the offensive coordinator of the Titans, that would have to be approved by the Texans organization. And they said, no, sir. The Texans blocked Mike Vrabel from interviewing Tim Kelly for the offensive coordinator position. So, Tim Kelly has produced some good things statistically, and I'm going to do a Tim Kelly deep dive later in the week to really go into his history as the offensive coordinator with the Texans. But for the Titans, he obviously will not be the offensive coordinator. That's not a position that's open right now because, as we all know, unfortunately, Todd Downing was not fired. But, but, Everyone had similar feelings about Shane Bowen being elevated to defensive coordinator last offseason. But there was another big thing that happened to go along with Shane officially getting the job, and it was bringing in wise defensive coaching veteran Jim Schwartz. We're going to talk more about Schwartz and the opportunities that he's seeing right now because of the Titans' defensive performance. But the idea is Shane Bowen, relatively new coordinator, bring in a, a wise sage, who's been calling defenses for decades, and get those two to coordinate together and to work together to create game plans. And look what happened in the Titans' defense. Well, Tim Kelly is being hired on in a similar role. So his official title will be Senior Offensive Assistant and Passing Game Coordinator. Well, in my mind, the Titans' run game coordination was set in stone by Matt LaFleur and then Arthur Smith. So the run game doesn't really need hashed out all that much. The passing game really struggled last year, and that is Tim Kelly's area of expertise. So like we saw with Jim Schwartz on defense last year, maybe Tim Kelly can have that effect on the Titans' passing offense. And again, everywhere that Tim Kelly's gone, he's made the quarterback play better. Deshaun Watson, Davis Mills, I mean, there's a lot of examples here from his time in Houston. Now, the, the one thing I do want to say here is, too, this is not as flowery as an approach of, hey, they're going to work together, they're going to make it happen, uh, two minds going together, but it is a fail-safe. It is a backup plan. And this signifies to me that Mike Vrabel isn't 100% satisfied with the job that Todd Downing had done in 2021. So, while this is an opportunity for Todd Downing and Tim Kelly to work together, if things don't go well and the offense is sputtering and Ryan Tannehill's thrown a ton of interceptions and things don't look like they've improved, well, you fire Todd Downing midseason and you slide Tim Kelly right in or you change play calling duties from Todd Downing to Tim Kelly. It just gives you a lot of options going forward. So I love that Tim Kelly was brought on the staff. I would have loved to see that go hand in hand with Todd Downing being relieved of his offensive coordinator duties. But if you can't get everything, I'll take a little something and I will take 
Tim Kelly being hired by the Titans. And what is that? What do I smell in the air? Blind optimism. I'm back on the train, baby. The Titans can win the 2022 Super Bowl. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited about the Tim Kelly hire again. My full breakdown of Tim Kelly will be coming later in the week. But later in this show, we're going to continue talking about those uh, senior assistants, if you will, because Jim Schwartz, who was the Titans' senior defensive assistant, doesn't look like he's going to Indy. But that doesn't mean he's staying in Tennessee. So we'll get to that before we do. Got to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. This time of year, I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. It's like a candy bar. Quite frankly, there are some Built Bar flavors that I like better than some candy bars. It's just the truth. And, and, and the thing is, the taste is there. They got a ton of different flavors. Some of my favorites are the salted caramel and the cookies and cream, the peanut butter brownie. Really like the, the ruby cheesecake. Been enjoying that. They have a ton of different textures for their bars too. The puff bars have a nice marshmallowy center. They're delicious as well. They have the crunch bars, which are my absolute favorite. A nice crunchy texture to the bar. I mean, the cinnamony churro is a great flavor. The coconut marshmallow is a big one. Banana cream pie, all very popular. And all the Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, the Puff Bars included 100% real chocolate. But look, I could talk about the taste all day. The bars are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure you go to Built.com. Scroll down and check out everything. That they have to offer. The Built Bars are delicious, but they have other products as well that I think you guys will really enjoy. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at B-U-I-L-T.com, Built.com. Titans fans, let's continue this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just talked about the biggest Titans news of the weekend, the hiring of passing game coordinator, senior offensive assistant, Todd Downing's future replacement, Tim Kelly, and how excited I am for that and all the different areas and all the different storylines coming out of that. Again, I am going to do a full statistical breakdown, schematic breakdown of Tim Kelly later in the the week, but for right now, it's time to talk about the other senior assistant on the Titans staff, and that's Jim Schwartz. So Jim Schwartz came on board with the Titans prior to the 2021 season. It is impossible to know how much credit goes to Mike Vrabel, how much credit goes to Shane Bowen, how much credit goes to Jim Schwartz, how much credit goes to John Robinson remaking the roster in the pass rush for the defensive turnaround. But either way, if we don't know the exact breakdown, that means we're forced to just give them all credit. And it's hard to say that Jim Schwartz didn't have an impact on this defensive coaching staff as a wise guy who's been around for decades calling defense. And, you know, obviously people around the NFL are giving Jim Schwartz a lot of credit as well because in a prior show last week, we talked about the Indianapolis Colts. Ugh. 
interviewing Jim Schwartz for their defensive coordinator position. So, of course, remember, Matt Eberflus was hired by the Chicago Bears. Boy, that hire feels like it was forever ago. But Matt Eberflus was hired by the Chicago Bears to be their new head coach. He was the D.C. for the Indianapolis Colts. Well, the Colts decided, hey, we're going to interview Jim Schwartz, maybe steal him away from the Titans. And there's a couple of different things that worry me there. One... Jim Schwartz leaving the Titans. I mean, maybe he deserves a lot more credit than people even realize for the turnaround on defense for the Titans, and that would be a big blow. But not only that, the Colts trying to steal information on the Titans. I mean, they would have an inside track on what the Titans are doing schematically because they're picking Jim Schwartz's mind. And honestly, I think that was the purpose of the interview because Jim Schwartz will not be hired by the Indianapolis Colts for their defensive coordinator position because they hired. Gus Bradley and Gus Bradley uh, spent some time in Jacksonville. Gus Bradley spent some time with the Chargers, but of course, Gus Bradley cut his teeth and made his name popular by being a defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, running their cover three Legion of Boom defense. Um, so he's been hired by the Indianapolis Colts to be their defensive coordinator. So, whoo, no Jim Schwartz going to Indy. I can live with that. And also, I want to say, Gus Bradley doesn't run the style of defense that the Indianapolis Colts have run the last few years. It's a different defense schematically than what Eberflus was doing. So we'll be very interesting to see if Gus Bradley tweaks his system to work with what the Colts already do well, if he'll just completely overhaul and go with his system entirely. I don't know. But either way, that's change for the Colts on defense. So not taking Schwartz away. Hiring a guy who I'm not that worried about anyway who might change the system, check on that box. But that doesn't mean that Jim Schwartz is going to be staying in Tennessee because he was interviewed by the New York Giants for their defensive coordinator position. And it's obvious since he's taking these interviews that Schwartz wants to be an official defensive coordinator again in the league. He doesn't want to be just a, you know, a guru on the side as a senior assistant. No, he wants to be in the defensive chair. That's obvious from him taking these interviews. And the rumor is the New York Giants want an experienced defensive play caller. Brian Dable was hired as their head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. An offensive mind like that knows offense. He wants a guy with good experience who he can rely on to put together good defensive game plans while he focuses on fixing the offense. And Schwartz would obviously qualify. So if the Giants are looking for a super experienced mind, Jim Schwartz really fits that bill, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Schwartz go there, but Shane Bowen got to soak up all that knowledge in 2021. He got to go through the entire season with Schwartz. I'm sure they'll still be in communication and things like that, at least on a friendly basis, so I won't be I won't be upset if Schwartz goes and gets the job that he wants with the Giants. I'm just glad that it's not with Indy. I think that's... Uh, the most important thing. A few other notes I wanted to go through real quickly. Some other coaching news from the division. Uh, we talked about Indy hiring Gus Bradley. And, you know, that was tied into the Jim Schwartz conversation. But Jacksonville has picked a head coach. And they picked Doug Peterson, the former Super Bowl winner with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm really not all that worried about that hire. Uh, Peterson is, is not a bad coach by any means, but once he lost his big-time assistant, Frank Reich, the Eagles' offense was never the same. The Eagles' team was never the same. And the reality here is Jacksonville kept Trent Baalke 
as their general manager. He, you know, had his big run with the 49, the Kaepernick and Alex Smith 49ers. But at the end of his 49er tenure, things got pretty ugly. And he fired a bunch of coaches and he does not have a good reputation around the league. Jacksonville was set to hire Byron Leftwich. But Leftwich said, I'm not dealing with Balky because people in the league know that Balky is tough to deal with. He's just not great at the job. So since Leftwich said, nah, I'd rather stay with Tampa than be the head coach of the Jacks dealing with Balky every day. Peterson said, hey, I need to get I need to get back in the league. I need to get back in the big chair. I need to be the coach. I'll take the job. Then another report came out right after the hiring of Peterson, and it said that Shad Khan, the owner, Shad Khan, man, reminds me of Shao Khan from the Mortal Kombat series. <laughs> but Shad Khan is reportedly trying to strengthen the front office around Balky. Well, if you have to strengthen your front office because your general manager isn't very good, then why is he your general manager? Man, Jacksonville is just... I mean, they're going to turn it around eventually, like the Blake Bortles year where they went to the ASC Championship game. Like, it happens, but man, what a consistent dumpster fire they got there in Jacksonville. And then Houston still hasn't hired a coach, but they're down to two candidates. Brian Flores, which I'm sure you guys are aware of everything going around with Brian... Going around... It's such a controversial thing. I, I get mixed up even trying to explain it. Everybody knows what's going on with Brian Flores right now in his lawsuit against the league. So that makes me think it might be kind of tough for Brian Flores to get that job in Houston. But the other candidate is no experience head coach, Josh McCown. Yes, Josh McCown that is a perennial backup quarterback in the NFL. Now, I don't think that means that he wouldn't be a good coach. Often backups and role players are the best coaches because they understand all parts of the game. They weren't always the star who had it come easy to them. But if you're Houston and you just fired David Culley and your entire team is on the brink and you're dealing with Watson's situation, you really want to hire a first-time head coach who's never done it before? And if they hire Flores, Flores, you know, is going through a lot right now. Putting him into the, the upheaval of the Houston Texans organization with Jack Easterby and Nick Casario doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. So, at least there are some positive news uh, for the Titans to start off this show. A lot of positive news. Tim Kelly hired. Uh, Jim Schwartz not going to Indy. The Jags and the Texans still dumpster fires. All good stuff on a Monday for the Locked on Titans podcast. But we're not done. We're not done. Shout out Jalen and Jacoby. But uh, the Titans had four guys in the Pro Bowl on Sunday, including their head coach, Mike Vrabel, who was the fifth Tennessee Titan involved in the game. Uh, We're going to talk about what happened in the Pro Bowl. I'm going to give kind of a little summary of the experience for each of the people, all five guys who were involved in the game. So excited to dive into that. Before we do, got to tell you guys a little bit more about the title sponsor of today's show, Get Upside. Any Titans fan who buys gas has to know about this incredible app called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you have to do is download the free, free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download that app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN 
for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people would drive a lot, get up to two, $300 a year in cash back. And here's the thing, there's no catch. The cash back goes right to your GetUpside account. You can cash out at any time directly to your bank account, to your PayPal, even to an e-gift card like for Amazon or other brands. Download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast with a little bit of a Pro Bowl report from a Tennessee Titans angle. We just talked about Tim Kelly being hired by the Titans. Very exciting stuff. We talked about some coaching news in the AFC South, including Jim Schwartz, Titans defensive assistant, not going to the Indianapolis Colts. So that's great news as well. We're going to dive into this Pro Bowl report before we do. Just want to give you guys a couple Locked On promos. It's Super Bowl week, and the Locked On Podcast Network just has it on lock. I mean, we got the Peacock and Williamson NFL show on location in L.A. We got Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams on location. Um, There's going to be some Locked On NFL podcast content live in L.A. Uh, A big contingent of Locked On talent there in Los Angeles for the big game. Make sure you subscribe and check out all those various shows. Also, check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling for all your gambling advice. But diving into this Pro Bowl report for the Tennessee Titans. So the AFC won the game 41-35. to Shout out Mike Vrabel continues to win. Just a winner, man, at the end of the day. But let's be real here. The game was hideous. Uh, It's two-hand touch, essentially. I'm just happy no Titans got hurt. There were no big injuries. Uh, Nothing, you know, real crazy to report. But, hey, Mike Vrabel was running the AFC squad, and they won. That's big. So, shout-out to Mike Vrabel. Uh, 80K went to the winners. 40K went to the losers. So, a lot of those guys are going to love Mike Vrabel for making sure they got that extra $40,000. Also, do want to give one note about Mike Vrabel. Everybody kind of made, myself included, I'm also guilty here, but everybody kind of made a lot of some of the rumors around Mike LaFleur or Matt LaFleur and Mike Vrabel's relationship there at the end of the 2018 season. Some words exchanged in a meeting, some names hurled, blah, 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 blah. Either way, uh, Matt and, and Mike were hugging after the game and, you know, being cordial. So I don't think there's any, you know, both of them have had success without each other. I don't think there's any bad blood there. So wanted to report on that. But as for the players, Kevin Byard, man, dude get interceptions in his sleep. I mean, they're not even trying in the Pro Bowl and Byard just still ends up with an interception. Picked off Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Uh, Bizarro Tannehill, (laughs) as I like to call him. Uh, if Tannehill was just a twinge, wor- uh, a tinge worse, he would be Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. Uh, but he, and I, when I mean worse, I don't just mean on the field; I mean off it too. Um, but either way, Kevin Byard gets an interception in the first quarter, forty-four yard return, pitches the ball to Kenny Moore from the Colts, tries to get more, but KB man just always making plays. He had two tackles in the game. Well, tackles. 
let's call them stops, okay? He got two stops in the game, had a pass breakup as well. So a great day from Kevin Byard. Who, I, I'm to the point now, two All-Pros, two Pro Bowls. Kevin Byard's the best defensive back in Titans history. I mean, Samari Roll is up there, a guy like Blaine Bishop, uh, Michael Griffin. Had some really good years as well. Uh, Logan Ryan, of course, had some pretty good years as well. And we could keep going with some other names. But for my money, I'm taking Kevin Byard. That He's the best defensive back in Titans history. Uh, probably my favorite Tennessee Titans player of all time, if you really put a gun to my head at this point. Um, obviously, you have your nostalgic favorites and so, such and such. Everybody does from the from the. Super Bowl team, and I loved Kevin Dyson. That was my guy. Eddie George and uh, Aaron McNair got me onto the team when they first moved to Tennessee anyways. So tons of favorites all the time. But for me, Kevin Byard's my favorite Tennessee Titan ever because when he was drafted in the third round, I told my brother, I, me and my brother, both big Titans guys, I told my brother, he's the one. He's legit. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But I just have this feeling that Kevin Byard is going to be a stud. And, man, it, he went past my expectations, even though they were incredibly high. So, uh, again, the only Tennessee Titans player that I own a jersey of. A great man, a great player, best Titans defensive back of all time. I, I mean, I could talk about Kevin Byard for 30 minutes straight, for real. I just, I just love the guy. He's just my favorite Titan ever. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons played in his first Pro Bowl. Love to see that. Had a pass breakup in the red zone. Didn't really do a lot, but this game is not about the trenches, guys. It's not about, you know, what Jeffrey Simmons does best, being a physical beast. Well, you don't do that in the Pro Bowl. So, uh, hey, did have that pass breakup in the red zone, though. Uh, a lot of the defensive backs were coming, giving Jeffrey Simmons love. Cam Hayward gave him some love as well on it. So, uh, that was pretty cool. That was a cool moment, even if he didn't have some monstrous game or anything like that. But I'm just happy he's healthy. That's all that really matters. And on the defensive line, Harold Landry. Had a pretty good game as well. He had uh, five tackles, stops, whatever. Three of them by himself. Second most tackles for the AFC. So Landry was out there being versatile, making plays as he always does. Love to see him get that recognition after a 12-sack season. Good for Harold Landry, who will be on the Tennessee Titans next year. Some people in my comments sometimes think that Landry's not going anywhere, guys. Best believe Landry's not going anywhere. Um, Roger Saffold. His first appearance in the Pro Bowl after 12 years, he did say during the week that he wants to play 15 years. He feels good and he wants to keep going. Dealt with a lot of injuries throughout the season, so good that he's feeling good after the year. Hopefully, he keeps healthy throughout the offseason, could be a little bit healthier next year. But at his age, that many years, it is tough to stay healthy at a physical spot like on the offensive line. But he played a lot in the game quite frankly, and I'm sure his first Pro Bowl out of 12 years, he wanted to play a lot in the game. Todd Downing was obviously the offensive coordinator for the AFC offense, so he probably said, hey, let me play, coach. You know, let, let me play. This might be my only Pro Bowl ever. I want to take advantage. Uh, he had a key block on a fourth and one run to Najee Harris, so making an impact there. But, man, he had a big contingent of, of friends and family in the area. He did play for the Rams before the Titans for quite some time, so he might have a large number of people he's close to still in the L.A. area, which L.A. is a skip and a rock stone throw away from Las Vegas where the game was played. So uh, Saffold had a big crowd, had a lot of people showing him love from the crowd, friends, family there. And, you know, it's, like I said, when he got it, it's kind of a career achievement award at this point for Roger Saffold. He deserved to be a pro bowler at some point in his career. And it may have taken some time 
but good to see him actually get that recognition. So there's your five Tennessee Titans, a little recap, a little breakdown of everything that each of them did. A good Monday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Now on Tuesday, I'm going to get into some some hot topics. Let's just say that. I'm going to talk about this Aaron Rodgers drama. Okay, I got a lot to say about that and uh, and really get my, my take out there uh, from all of the information that we've seen. And then also, more important than the Pro Bowl, the game that actually mattered this weekend was the Senior Bowl, but the game doesn't really matter. It's all the practices leading up to it. So we're going to do a couple segments recapping the good and the bad from the Senior Bowl to go along with a little talk about an Aaron Rodgers trade to the Tennessee Titans. So excited for tomorrow's episode. Later in the week, we got the Todd or the uh, Tim Kelly breakdown. I'm going to do also going to start getting into some season awards, MVP for the Titans, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rook, rookie awards, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, all of that. And then next week, it's time to dro- dive into some draft content. I'm very excited to start looking at some prospects, especially since a lot of positions that I wasn't really that worried about in previous years. Time to look at them, like quarterback. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.